who are you? I'm Harry, Harry Potter. Alright, today uh, we're going to be taking a look at Two-Face, Harvey Dent, and Batman, uh, The Dark Knight. Um, you know that scene where where Two-Face is in the hospital? Yeah. And the Joker startles him? Yeah, I know. What? Wait, what? What? Psych! Today oh. is chapter 17, the final chapter. Of Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Let's go. We're not reviewing the Dark Knight. No. Relax. Maybe relax. one day. You never know. Ten years one on. One day. Ten years on. Maybe one day. Don't hold it against us. But it could happen. No Harvey Dent in this chapter. Mostly just Harry Potter. Mostly. But there's other characters who uh, come about in this one. But I'm Jacob. That is Joe. And this is just another chapter. Um, and it is just another chapter, but it is the last one of a nice book. Harry Potter. Very beautiful book. If you don't know by now, Joe and I, we have read the book. At this point, we finished it. But we've never read the entire series. We've only read this one book so far. We've seen the movies, but books are always better. So that's why we're diving in today and tomorrow and forever Oof. the continuing arc of harry potter glory I love this. and this this chapter the man with two faces interesting to say the least as we ended off the last one the nice cliffhanger it wasn't voldemort it wasn't snape but joe who was it it was quirrell Quir <laughs> listen listen I did not see this coming. I knew it was coming, but I did not see this coming. So our chapter starts off with Harry entering the final chamber, the final chapter of this book and the final chapter of the trap door. Every little test that was under the trap door. Let's review those tests. It was the first one, the devil's snare. And then we had, was it? No. And then after that, we had the one where he had to catch the keys and open the door. And then we had huge chest where Ron got knocked out. Then we had the riddle with the potions where Hermione had to break it down for Harry because Hermione's the smartest one. And then Hermione went back to save Ron and Harry came back in through the door. Here's what's happening. Harry, confused. What? Why is it Quirrell? And Quirrell yeah. doesn't stutter anymore. Quirrell. Quirrell is not stuttering anymore. Who's that? Somebody stole the stutter today, Sonny. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> sorry, uh, that was that was rude. Harry says that. That was rude. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Harry says that he thought it was Snape, and Quirrell laughs. Snape? No, no, no. He does seem the type, but it was me all along. And it's so good to see that an oversized bat. I love how you mentioned Batman off the top, where Snape is basically described as a man who is a bat um that's mm -hmm. a quarrel quarrel pokes fun at himself he's like he's not stuttering harry's confused like wait but i thought i thought snape hated me and harry finds out that snape does actually hate harry but he never wanted to kill him 
Mm -hmm. He was trying to protect him all school, school year long. Snape and James Potter, Harry Potter's father, who passed away, moment of silence. James Potter passed away. They went to school together. They went to school together and they hated one another. So Snape, all year, was protecting Harry. He protected Harry at the Quidditch match, Harry's very first Quidditch match where he lost control of the broom. It was Quirrell who was trying to knock him out. The very next match when Severus Snape was refereeing, we were so confused as to why he was refereeing and we were asking the questions, why is Snape refereeing? But it turns out- There it is. He was just protecting Harry from mm -hmm. Quirrell. All year long, Snape was protecting Harry and Harry had no idea. Even when they were in the forest, Snape had an inkling that it was, well, I mean, at that point, Snape knew that it was um, Quirrell who was messing around and trying to steal the Sorcerer's Stone. So he's confronting him, telling him to come to the good side, come to Dumbledore's side. Don't, don't be fucking with Dumbledore, uh, with uh, Voldemort, because Voldemort is a piece of shit. And it just turns out that Quirrell and Voldemort are one in the same. They have a completely different personality, but they mm -hmm. have one body because Voldemort is so weak, is so weak. He really needs to hit the gym. Like I can probably get him into a super like gym membership, but like whatever, like not gonna change. <laughs> Voldemort is a pale white face on the back of Coral's head, super white, chalkboard white, as is described in the book, slits for noses, red eyes, like red eyes, black dragon, for all you video listeners right here, but it's broken, so I gotta fix that later. But sorry. So essentially, Voldemort is there and he's telling him, he's telling Quirrell, kill Potter, kill Harry Potter, kill Harry Potter after we, we rekindle our love with the mirror of Erised because the mirror of Erised is the last, is the last obstacle in order to find the Sorcerer's Stone. Of course, Professor Quirrell does not know what this mirror does does he have to break it only harry in the room right now knows what the what the mirror of era said truly means what it truly does and and it shows it shows you what you want the most in life and harry before Quirrell forces him to go in front of the mirror harry is sitting there and he's like i really want to get the sorcerer he really want to get the sorcerer stone i really want to get the sorcerer stone he Quirrell puts harry in front of the stone Quirrell is seen in his eyes to be drinking the elixir and getting gold, whereas Harry is putting the stone in his pocket in the mirror, but the pocket is actually his real body. He actually has the stone in his body. He walks away after telling Quirrell that he doesn't actually see the stone. He sees himself winning the Gryffindor Cup, winning the House Champion Cup, mm -hmm. very similar to Ron's image in the thing. So of course, you know, he was drawing inspiration from his best friend. And Quirrell, Quirrell and Voldemort are suspicious. They say he's lying. Voldemort tells him that to kill him. He says, kill him, kill him, kill him, kill him. Quirrell can't. Quirrell's hands are on fire after touching Harry's skin. Quirrell says, fuck it, I have to do it anyways. Goes, he jumps on top of Harry. Harry's scar is hurting him so much, it's blinding him. And Quirrell's trying to choke out Harry. Harry can't, but he knows that Quirrell can't touch him because his skin is hurting. 
this actually was tearing up because I thought Harry was going to die. Yeah, no, it looked a little, little scary. It looked like he was really going to take him out and like quarrel basically as a pawn for Voldemort. And it looked like he was going to risk it to, for his master, but that's basically where that portion ends off. And Harry's kind of, it's almost like he's daydreaming. He's reaching out to get the snitch. But the snitch isn't there. It's actually he's reaching out and Dumbledore is there. And Harry realizes he's in the infirmary and he's gotten past that awful situation. And Dumbledore is just there with him. And Harry asks, why didn't uh, Voldemort kill him? And Dumbledore is like, he couldn't because it was Quirrell who was trying to kill him for you and he couldn't do it because of that like curse that he had on him yeah the curse of love harry's mom sacrificed her life for harry so much so that she left behind a protective i guess like body coat of armor on harry mm-hmm. like nothing of pure evil could touch harry if it did it would burn that's that's true love right there and of course voldemort was essentially touching harry and we know that, you know. Can't do that. Can't do that. So, yeah, like you said, Harry was, he woke up in the infirmary. Dumbledore is basically being the OG, double OG, the, the most amazing person ever. He's in the infirmary and he's telling Harry, like, for a moment, I thought you were actually going to die. And we all thought that Harry was going to die because his... his <laughs> No, but like seriously, like I know. No, no, I'm just, I'm just laughing at the like Dumbledore is so like matter of fact. Yeah, he's like he's kind of such a big troll. It's kind yeah. of funny. That's just what I'm laughing at. Um, yeah, like man, I'm like at a loss for words right now. But I'm, I'm, I'm gonna pull it together. Okay, so Dumbledore tells him that we thought you were gonna die, and then he says that the entire school knows it was a secret. But of course, that means at Hogwarts that the entire school has to know. So Harry asks him that, so Dumbledore tells him that, hey, we have to destroy this, the Philosopher's Stone, the Sorcerer's Stone, whatever it's called. And Harry says, wait, but won't Nicholas Flamel die? And Dumbledore, of course, knows that Harry knows who Nicholas Flamel is. But he tells him that, I'm going to pull up the quote right now because I want to say it perfectly. You have the quote in front of you? What do you know? So essentially, he says that, quote, after all, to the well-organized mind, death is but the next great adventure. After telling Harry that Nicholas Flamel is going to move on with his life, he's going to pass away after 600 years on this planet. Then it, it's Dumbledore just tells him, like, I'll answer you any question. If I don't know, if I can't answer you the question, I just won't answer you the question. I'll tell you that now, but I will not lie. And Harry starts asking him questions. The very first question he asked was, Voldemort said that my mother protected me, that Voldemort had to kill me, why? And Dumbledore said that I can't tell you now. One day I will tell you and it'll all make sense, but I cannot tell you now. Mischievous, mischief, mischievousness, Dumbledore mm. is telling Harry, yo, I can tell you anything you wanna know, but I'm not gonna tell you this. And then the next question, 
And then like, there's just a, a series of questions right here. The next question would be, um, Harry asks, I've been thinking, sir, quote, I've been thinking, sir, even if the stone's gone, Vol, I mean, you know who. Dumbledore replies with, quote, call him Voldemort, Harry. Always use the proper name for things. Fear of a name increases fear of the thing itself. Mm. I think that's such a that was a bar. I think that's such a beautiful quote for this chapter, just because yeah. it you, like you really feel safe in Dumbledore in Dumbledore's arms, even if he's not. Fully- yeah, he he's just like he's so straight up and he's so like comforting. He's just you said it in a previous episode, like almost like he's like Santa Claus, like when yeah. um at the during Christmas, but like he's got that kind of like aura about him where he's anything he says you just believe or anything he does you just want to agree with yeah and like he's just obviously so wise and among other things that i don't know he's harry is very he agrees with him and he knows not to question him on off that first question and he's just he's eager to know more and um yeah i don't know he's very interested in what dumbledore has to say because obviously he knows more than him and obviously he woke up in the infirmary so he didn't know everything that would happen so he was asleep for three days he was asleep for three days i would love mm-hmm. for three days right now are you kidding me <laughs> um, sorry um basically and then after that like there's a couple questions that go back and forth of course yeah. all these questions are important we're going to get into them when we kind of give our analysis but this is i'm just going to say this one thing before um i'm going to turn the explanation of this very last part to you jacob of uh ron and hermione speaking to harry and the ending of this book but um harry asks dumbledore you know the snape actually hate my the snape actually hate me the snape actually know my dad quote Dumbledore says, quote, well, they did rather detest each other, not unlike yourself and Mr. Malfoy. So there's correlations between Snape and James Potter and also Draco and Harry Potter. I thought that was super interesting. Mm. Um, And then your father did something Snape could never forgive. He saved his life. Funny the way people's minds work, isn't it? Professor Snape couldn't bear being in your father's depth. I do believe he worked so hard to protect you this year because he felt that he felt that would make him and your father even. Then he can go back to hating your father's memory in peace. What a what a rebel. What a rebel he is. What a bar. What a bar. <laughs> and yeah, so that's that's that bit with Dumbledore. Obviously, Harry asks him a bunch of questions and um Joe listed them off there. And then eventually he meets uh, his friends, Ron and Hermione, and they're talking about the banquet, the final day, the final whatever. Uh, They're going to give out the ceremony and they're kind of like dwelling on um, Slytherin has already won and they're like, okay, whatever. Um, It's been, we did good and everything. And at the final banquet, this is where there's a bit of a twist where they didn't really, I don't think they really kind of saw this coming quite exactly. but they're kind of teasing how Slytherin has won and they're listing off the points. But then Dumbledore is like, but, but. And then he explains that there's been adjustments to the points. Ron wins 50 points. 
Hermione wins 50 points and Harry wins 60 points for their role on that night. And that brings them to exactly a tie with Slytherin. So obviously at that point, Slytherin and especially Draco, not too happy about that. But Dumbledore wasn't done there. He realized that there was an extra person that needed to get some more points for their role and their bravery in Gryffindor. And that was Neville Longbottom, the savior adds 10 points and they end up winning the house house tournament Please. round of applause for Gryffindor not bad the <laughs> the turnaround they got after losing all those points just I guess the message of this story is risk it risk it gotta gotta go all the way to you want to win that cup anyways. be scared and do it anyways mm-hmm and I mean, that's pretty much how it ends. They eventually finish up the term and they go back home. And even um, at the King's Cross, Vernon Dursley and uh, Dursleys are there to pick up Ron. And even, <laughs> it's kind of funny, even uh, Hermione thinks that Vernon is uh, a loser. So yeah. that just kind of shows who they are. But yeah, that's pretty much... Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. That's I how think, it concludes. I think you missed a super important part. Is this is and it's okay because it's 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 the ending. It's not really a big deal. It's when Harry and Hagrid are speaking to one another, and Hagrid says, "Oh, don't say Voldemort's name," and Harry screams. Mm, right, right, right. He says, "Quote: I've met him, and I'm calling him by his name. Please cheer up, Hagrid." We saved the stone. It's gone. He can't use it. Have a chocolate frog. I've got loads. And this goes back right. to what I said a couple chapters right. ago with how they're just like, they're in control of Hagrid. Like you could literally tell Hagrid anything. And Hagrid's going to listen because, and it's not a bad thing that he, that Harry has control over Hagrid. It's, I think it's a respect thing. We saw in the very first chapter of this book that out of the three teachers who dropped off I mean, I guess Hagrid's not a teacher. Out of the three um, Hogwarts staff, I guess, McGonagall, Dumbledore, mm -hmm. and Hagrid, who dropped off Harry, you could sense that Hagrid loved him the most. And Hagrid was wanting to go pick him up in chapter four from the little hut in the sea. And we've seen this character arc where Hagrid kind of started off as the father figure for Harry. It was, he was the first, he was the one to teach him. He taught him how to shave but he didn't actually teach him how to shape. He taught him Diagon Alley. He taught him the wizarding world. He taught him that he's a wizard. And we end off the chapter with Harry saying, Hagrid, it's okay. I won. So I thought that was. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he brings him in. He brings him to the Dursleys to keep him uh, safe until he's able to get into the, into Hogwarts. And then he brings him to Hogwarts. And he brings him kind of that security throughout his first year, always inviting him to tea, always invite, making sure he's okay. And then obviously bringing him to Diagon Alley first, like kind of really introducing him to the world. So yeah, no, it, he, he plays such an important role throughout this entire book and this entire story. Um, 
the yeah that line that at towards the end which kind of like it puts the bow on everything for uh for this book at least yeah um this i think this last chapter was such a perfect way to tie off everything it was the perfect length it wasn't too long it wasn't too short it had the perfect amount of emotion it had the perfect amount of feeling it had the perfect amount of violence and the perfect amount of peace i love how we didn't get a violent reaction of draco after i love how it was just kind of like he was angry but like he he didn't get up and go and like punch harry or say he cheated he was out of he was outside the tower like it, it mm. kind of felt as if like draco just like accepted it like everyone just accepted harry went from being the most hated person in school to the second most loved person after neville longbottom yeah <laughs> yeah it's amazing how that how that quickly turned from a few nights before where everyone hated him and he was willing to put everything on the line to him being a huge reason that they actually win at the end of the day even though they lost all those points they weren't first but he brought them back into first again after they fell to the bottom um one thing that's like kind of bothers me yeah. in this whole story really is how the main villain was Quirrell slash Voldemort, basically Voldemort, but this guy is wearing a turban the whole time and nobody was really questioning this like British teacher who went to Romania all of a sudden and he wears a turban. Is that is like, that confusing or am I am I crazy? So they kind of explained it. I, if I remember correctly, they explained it in like the, in a, which chapter was it? um they needed they just did some explaining and they said that he got it in africa from like one of like one of like these princes yeah prince gave it to him but like no obviously it was weird as to why he was wearing the thing and they said like oh it always smelled so bad it smelled like garlic mm -hmm. so definitely i think they like questioned it but it was one of those things where it's like they just let it slide and it kind of just became part of i don't know moving forward it didn't really really matter but it just kind of this guy, all of a sudden, when his he interacts with Harry in that chamber, he's like, I'm not actually nervous, blah, blah, blah. And he's just playing a charade this whole time. I mean, it, it makes sense because he was getting controlled and he was getting manipulated by Voldemort. But it was just a little weird to me. I don't know. I'm it was super weird. No, yeah, definitely the whole quarrel thing didn't make sense. Like this is listen. This is far from a perfect story. There are so many issues in this entire book. Like continuity's sake, everything. Just a lot of things didn't make sense. But I think as a whole, it was a great introductory book to Harry Potter. Mm -hmm. So, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I to I totally agree and. Was there anything else like really like kind of like things in this chapter specifically? I know we're kind of like putting a bow on this whole kind of book, but in this chapter that stuck out to you. I like the thing that stuck out to me the most, it was two things. It was Harry's conversation with Dumbledore and with me too. Harry. the conversation with Dumbledore, I think was after the mirror of era said chapter, when we kind of had that first taste of the Harry, Harry Dumbledore, Dumbledore relationship. It was like, it felt magical. It had this very relaxing and calming vibe to it. It was just, you felt you could trust 
Dumbledore with no matter what. And he's always described as this wizard who no matter what will go and help you. And it was just like perfect that Mm -hmm. his conversation with Harry at the end of the chapter after he defeated Voldemort for the second time in his life, Harry is just like, I mean, sorry, Dumbledore is just kind of like, listen, I was scared for you, man. Like, I was just scared for you straight up. He's like, yeah, and even he's like, by the time he got there and he saw Ron and Hermione, he's like, did he already go fight? Is he already fighting him? And he's like, he's like, well, well. Like, he knows everything. Dumbledore Mm -hmm. knows everything. And I think it was just, it was relaxing to see Dumbledore in such a peaceful manner after everything that happened. And rather than him being angry, like McGonagall would have been. Yeah. And another thing I liked about Dumbledore and this kind of like maybe speaks to him, but also it kind of speaks to Harry as well. That interaction is that he doesn't just go and all of a sudden explain to him everything that happens. He makes Harry ask everything he makes. He lets Harry kind of like, uh, kind of like drive the conversation like he's like I'll answer all the questions except for that first one that he asked but he's makes essentially Harry kind of guide that conversation and makes like kind of brings out his curiosity that he has throughout the entire story and he asks some good questions he asks important questions and Dumbledore even says "Ah, I'm glad you brought that one up kind of thing He's a great um, conversationalist, an absolutely amazing conversationalist. Dumbledore, absolutely. Dumbledore is, yeah, yeah, yeah. And this chapter also it absolves Snape of the. I mean, this, yeah. Throughout the whole, there was always clues to it, and I was like pointing to Snape being the villain. But at the beginning of the chapter, we find out it's Quirrell, and like even in past chapters, it kind of looked like maybe it wasn't actually Snape. Uh, if you kind of like read between the lines but this one it kind of it absolves him and then it also gives him a little bit more backstory of why Snape was the way he was with Harry Potter from his first first time in his in his class uh, being really hard on him he hates him because it's like a by proxy of his father but he doesn't want him dead like what. Uh, Voldemort slash Quirrell says in their interaction. What a great way to end this chapter. Like, from everything. Like, I guess the only thing I would have liked to add is more Snape conversation. I wish Snape had dialogue in this chapter. Mm, Kind of. Would you have liked to him go see Harry at the infirmary or is that too much? Because, like, I don't think he's there yet where he not not see him in the infirmary but kind of like like you know when when Dumbledore walks out of the infirmary and Ron and Hermione are trying to come in and Madame Pomfrey says nah like it's not like mm-hmm. you can't do it I wish like Snape would have came in and like literally if he had just said like hey a one-liner kind of thing just like yeah like I'm glad yeah. you're okay I'm glad you're okay um, or like not even glad you're okay, but he just said yeah, something. yeah. I don't know something like I'm glad you're okay, but don't expect anything from me or something. I don't know something like that. Yeah, where he's like he kind of continues that shtick where he's like he doesn't like him, but he also kind of shows like what I've mentioned before. Like it's almost like love hate, almost exactly. similar a little bit to 
to Draco. It's like he's and he he takes up so much of his attention. Um, Harry Potter does for Snape that it's such a he's such a big part of his life still because it's by proxy from his he carries over that hatred but like he doesn't want him dead at the end of the day yeah um Jacob I owe you an apology in the mirror of Arisen podcast in the mirror of Arisen podcast I said that I wish that Harry argued with Dumbledore about the mirror about why it's being moved and after listening to this conversation, I owe you an apology. I think it was absolutely perfect that he did not argue with Harry, with Dumbledore, that he just kind of let it slide because he trusted Dumbledore. Even mm-hmm. if Harry has this nature where he likes to ask questions, Harry just, he knows not to ask Dumbledore, at least not yet. And I think that is, oh, beautiful. Divine standing. I accept your apology. God bless America. God bless America. Sure thing. Okay, Jacob. Favorite? Did you have a favorite quote line, like specific? Did you, or is that the one you mentioned earlier? No, there's so many, and and I wanted to literally quote the entire chapter as my favorite quote. (laughs) But I think my favorite chapter is the very last paragraph of this book. Quote, oh, I will, said Harry. When uh, when Hermione says, I hope you have a good holiday, said Harry, and they were surprised at the grin that was spreading over his face. They don't know we're not allowed to use magic at home. I'm going to have a lot mm-hmm. of fun this summer. I just think it's so, it, it's harmless fun because Harry hates the Dursleys. The Dursleys hate him. He doesn't want to go back home. He would rather be with Hermione and Ron for the entire summer and for the rest of his life. But he's looking for positives to go home. So it's like he, I don't know. It was just so perfect. (laughs) I wonder if we could get a little side quest piece of the summer of first time Harry knows magic and with the Dursley family. That would be interesting. interesting. (laughs) All right. All right. Get to my my favorite line. You said it earlier. It was the call him Voldemort. Harry always use the proper name for things. Fear of a name increases fear of thing it, of things itself. And like I don't know, it just it goes hard. It's important. I mean, Voldemort obviously is the main villain. He took, he was the one who killed Harry's parents. He's such a big part of Harry and his life. That's why he's famous. That's why so many other things. That's why he ends up at Hogwarts. And the fact that he's like kind of owning it, owning the name instead of running away from it. And I was putting power back into his hands, which is very chef's kiss. Chef's kiss. Give me your broomsticks for this chapter. All right. I, I don't know. I... I'll give it a five out of five. Yeah, no question about that. I think it was five out of five. I think it was, I don't know, it's it's not easy to wrap up a story. That's probably the hardest part. It's easy to get it started. Um, it's not always easy to have a good story and wrap it up nicely, but I thought Perfect. it was in this case. So five out of five. Yeah. No, no qualms from me. Five out of five. Uh, it's like, I'm so excited 
to go into the next book now, which would be book two, The Chamber of Secrets, which is really my least favorite like movie out of the eight movies that were made. But I'm excited to see the next chapter of Harry's life and Ron and Hermione. Five out of five for me. Jacob, have we have we gone over our favorite and our heroes of this chapter? We have not. I, let, let me guess who your who your hero is. It's it's Harry. Let me guess. Nice guess. Is. Let me guess who nice your guess. character is. Dumbledore. Good guess. Not bad. Am I wrong for both? No, you're you're right for both. Let's go. Let's wow, go. you're you're a wizard, Joe, aren't you? I'm gonna buy myself a wand right now off Amazon. Is um. Is, is it the same for you? Yeah, uh, it has to be Harry and, and Dumbledore as favorite character and hero. Like Harry being the favorite character and Dumbledore being my hero. Just, nice. You, I, I, I don't even think it needs an explanation. Just No, I don't think so. Perfect. I'm just going to keep it at perfect. perfect. Yeah, and then who did I hate? Slytherin. Yeah. I think they're just, they're so easy to dislike. They're just, they suck. If you're if you're a Slytherin, don't at me. Yep. Don't at me. I matched with a girl on a dating app and she's like, Oh, what's your house? I'm like Gryffindor. She's like, Oh, I'm a Slytherin. I unmatched in a heartbeat. I don't care. Oh my god. I feel no ways. Prayers up. Prayers up. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess that'll do it for this this final chapter to Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Yep pretty good it was pretty fun and well that'll do it for now and thank you for tuning in from jacob and joe this was just another chapter yep and we'll see you next time yep tomorrow guys we're going to come back with chamber of secrets peace peace who are you i'm harry harry potter